did you make me do this? You're fighting so you can watch everyone around you die. Think, Mark. You'll outlast every fragile, insignificant being on this planet. You'll live to see this world crumble to dust and blow away. Everyone and everything you know will be gone. What will you have after 500 years? I still have you. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Jeff Needs Help. This is a, a really special show tonight. We are talking about the mega hit Amazon original series, Invincible. Um, and tonight with me, I've got a great guest. We're going to do, we're going to mix it up a little bit. I've got Josh from Four Nerds by Nerds here with me. Josh, how are you tonight? What's up, buddy? How's it going? Uh, it's it's great, man. I'm so happy that we've been, we've been, had this in the works for what, three or four weeks now? Uh, yeah. First yeah, all, Mortal Kombat episode. Yes, yes, we did Mortal Kombat together. Everybody, go back and listen to that. And first and foremost, Josh did a great full season in depth show on Invincible a couple of weeks ago. I recommend everybody go with you know go listen to that. Go check it out. Foreigners by Nerds. Um, you know, you, you guys know how to find them on any podcast network you like. So what we're doing tonight is we're kind of piggybacking on that, and we're doing our Invincible ten questions. So it's kind of like the 10 biggest questions we had as we were watching this fantastic series. Uh, so uh, that that's how this is going to be. So first of all, listen to Forders by Nerds, Invincible, and all their other stuff they got out there. And then, you know, check this out. It'll make sense. So, um, Josh, thanks for coming on, man. Oh, thanks for having me, buddy. I'm super pumped. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we did the whole episode, and I still have so much more to talk about. Like, there's so much to it. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And we'll probably get it. We'll probably get into that. We'll probably get into that. So, um, so uh, first of all, like you love the show, I love the show, and meant a lot to us. Um, you know, before we get into the questions, I got to say, like, just your overall view of the show. Did you know it was coming on Amazon? Like, were you aware? I got, I got completely like, you know, like, like I didn't know, you know, I mean, this came out of nowhere for me. Yeah. I, I had heard about this comic book a few years ago and I really wanted oh, okay. to read it. Um, because like I heard, uh, kind of like the, I said in my episode, I heard like the basic outline of basically the first season. So like some things were spoiled for me. Um, but I also heard it's extremely long cause it's, it's so much more. I heard the other day Robert Kirkman has like plans. He already has it planned out for like eight seasons and he has like, and he could go more off of that. Cause the book, all the books together are like this thick. Like it is enormous. It's like the Bible. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And, but then when I heard they were bringing it to Amazon as a animated show, I was like, Oh, I, I don't need to read it right now. Then I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> you no, know, I did the same thing. So out of nowhere, you know, this was right when Falcon and Winter Soldier were coming, you know, were out. And, I, you know, I t turn on Amazon. It's like, oh, Invincible. And I'm like, oh, that looks like comic book show. I'll watch anything, especially after what they did with the boys. I would imagine you're a fan of the boys, yeah, right? Yeah, boys is great, yeah. Yeah, so I see it, and I'm like, oh, I'll check that out sometime. So we were getting ready to go on our first trip in a long time. And then 
I'm just one of those guys. I always just have something downloaded on my phone in case I wake up in the middle of the night or whatever. So I download the first two episodes. I get up early on whatever morning after, I think it was after about episode three. And I'm just like, okay, I'll, I'll check out this show. And I'm watching it I'm like, oh, this is okay. The first episode. And then the end of the first episode, everybody knows. First of all, everybody, spoiler alert. We'll, we, will, we will ruin everything for you if you haven't seen this show. <laughs> so I watch it. It gets to that credit scene. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, is this my favorite thing ever? Uh, I, it was it, so weird, too, because it seemed like the episode was over. <laughs> and then they're yeah. like, oh, wait a minute. Here's yeah. the extremely brutal thing you didn't see coming at all. <laughs> it was like, oh, that whole episode meant nothing. Uh, this two minutes is all that matters. The the shock value of it was just unreal. So so I watched that. I'm like, okay, I'm in. So luckily I had the next episode downloaded too. So I could not wait. The next morning I'm like, okay, I got to watch this. And I watched it. I'm like, oh my God, like this is great. The um, I, knew, I knew nothing about it. So I was the perfect you know, candidate. Uh, I didn't know the actors. I was like, holy cow, that, I recognize that actor. As I was like, is that Zaza Beats? What is happening right here? I, this <laughs> yeah. blowing my freaking mind. Like it just kept getting better and better and better. Uh, I can't explain what just a, it just, I, I don't know, just out of nowhere. What a, what a great thing it was to just, so then now have you, now have you went back and read any of the, of the books? Uh, no, not yet. I was thinking about picking up the first compendium because I think it pretty much I would. ends right where the first season ends. Yes, I, I would. Just I don't want to read ahead now that I know this has already been picked up for two more seasons, so I don't want anything like spoiled for myself. Yes, spoiled so, already. <laughs> it is. Yeah, right before we get in our 10 questions, I had this huge turmoil, so I immediately went and downloaded the books because they're available. I don't know. I don't know where all this, um, hoopla extends to but around here hoopla is based on our hoopla sorry the app is based on our local library system so you uh, just download hoopla if it's available you get it for free just like you're checking out a book it's awesome it's oh. really good thing oh yeah there's there's so many good uh comment and they have whole volumes on there so they got the whole in invincible volumes on there i'm like okay i'm in oh. so then i'm reading it along with the with the show i'm watching and then i start going well, do I want to wait? Do I want to go forward? I don't know what to do. So I get through the first season. And I'm like, so right now, as of right now, I've got the second volume downloaded and I don't know what to do. I'm like, no, I don't want to ruin the show, but do I want to wait a year? I, it's, it's killing me. I, but you can definitely go read the first, you know, series. It's, it's, it's just enough different that it's worth reading if that yeah. makes sense. But the, the show might be a little better. Uh, they kind of, they dig into especially, um, you know, Invincible's mom, Mark's mom. They dig into her. They, they open her a little bit more up in, in the show. Uh, you know, they change. They literally, like, you know, for lack of a better term, they they switch roles and races and some things like that that I think make the show way better. I mean, this this book's not that new. Uh, it's uh, 15, 16 years old, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say it's it's newer in the grand scheme of things. But, yeah, it's been out for, for quite a while now. I mean – like I said, you put the whole thing together and it's it's thousands upon thousands of pages. Like, oh, no. And I can't wait. So I, I'm still I'm still struggling with it. I haven't decided. I have it loaded <laughs> and ready to go. But I don't want to ruin how great of a show this was because I think it's one of the most amazing shows that I've ever seen, uh, if I'm being honest. Uh, the, I think a lot of it was the, the animation. This is the 
this book, the animation looks exactly like the actual book. Yeah. It, it, it's fascinating how they're like, nope, we're sticking with it. I know you brought it up a couple times. Like it, it may look a little while, you know, dated and cheesy, but it actually worked for the show. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, it took a lot of, it took a lot of nuts to do it this way. And I think it paid off in folds. Yeah, I feel like they busted it out really fast, too, because I had only heard that it was coming to Amazon. I mean, it was sometime last year. So, I mean, to pump out it's crazy eight hours worth of content in, I mean, just assembling that cast alone. I mean, more than, <laughs> half, more than half the cast from The Walking Dead because Robert Kirkman created The Walking Dead. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got unlimited money. Like he he could afford to fail between Amazon money and his money, they were good. Like yeah. this, this could have been a complete failure. It didn't matter. Well, and I believe I'm pretty sure Seth Rogen produces this. Yes, him and his partner in the live action yep. movie as well. Like how they're going to turn this into a movie series, I have no idea. Because that was, so many, like yeah, how many you, movies are you going to make? Yeah, you guys covered that. It's actually a bonus question: Is will it work? Uh, as a live action, I, I don't want to say no at this point. If you, if you handle something, we saw we saw it with Kick Ass. I mean, that's the closest comparison to making something this silly, I guess, work live action. But um, you know, credit to the to the writers and the artists and everybody to make something. It's not a complicated book, like as far as looking. You know what I mean? But yeah. the story is so good. It's so well done. And they did the same thing with the show. Um, you know, J.K. Simmons is a huge part of it. Just so perfect. He's so it, perfect. As I was nervous at first only because like of his age. And but obviously that was before the big reveal. I think it made it made so much more sense after the reveal really late into the to the season. Because at first I'm like, ah, he might be a little out of this. When I seen that John Hamm was going to be in it. So how did I got to ask you this? I don't know what's going to happen in the future. How did they get John Hamm to be a throwaway character in the first episode? What what was yeah. was, that, was that to throw people off track? Uh, I think probably because uh, everybody on the internet wants John Hamm to play Omni Man in that the live action movie because he does. I mean, if you put a mustache on John Hamm, it really does Perfect. look just like him. Yeah. There, so there's something to that. That was a whole, that was a weird thing. I'm like, okay, any minute now I'm like, Nope, Nope. He never comes back. It's just, just chilling, whatever. <laughs> that it was, that was so wild, man. But overall, once again, go check out Josh's podcast of it. It's awesome. Uh, we won't, we were not, I'm not going to make him repeat it. I swore. So we're going to get into our invincible 10 questions. <laughs> Number one, do, do we care or do comic book fans care that they obviously ripped off the Marvel and DC characters to create the invincible characters? Uh, I'd say no. Cause it's one of those things where like even Marvel and DC rip each other off. Like oh, constantly there's only so many power. I mean, they could have done it worse. You know what I mean? They could have given Omni man and invincible even more powers to make them even more like Superman. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? they don't have laser eyes. I think they kind of like held back on some stuff like that to kind of like separate themselves to be like, yeah, yeah, he's not Superman. He doesn't have, you know, freeze breath and heat vision and they bleed. Yeah, that's the whole thing. They bleed. Um, yeah, I thought about that, too. I'm like, they're obvious, you know, obviously this is patterned after that type of character. But then I thought to myself, well, 
at first I thought they were going to be making fun of him because when this show, when I, this show first started, I'm like, Oh, okay. This is a satire. This is, this is a, this is the, you know, the naked gun for comic books. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh no. But what was, what, what was awesome is what they did was they kept you from, you didn't need the backstory. You could just kind of guess like you met Omni man. You're like, okay, he's a guy from outer space. Got all these powers. You met his kids. You're like, Oh, he's young. He's, he's essentially a young Superman, you know, growing up like realizing he has these powers every character you meet even the i can't remember his name i he he died pretty early on but like the kind of pseudo batman character you're like yeah we get it you got a bad attitude you're you know what i mean but i think that saved us a lot of time um you know we didn't we didn't have this whole build-up of having to learn these characters these backstory we didn't have to see martha and thomas get shot like okay we're up to speed here let's let's move this thing on well, it's also one of those things like how much time are you going to put into it? Like, right when you, when you know you're about to kill all of them off, right? Why waste your time with a giant backstory? Yeah. But I think it paid off too that when so what when they uh, what Josh referred to, uh, I assume everybody knows. If you don't know, uh, Omni Man tricks the Guardians. Uh, was it the uh, Guardians of the Guardians or, of the Globe, which are basically like the Avengers in the Justice League? Yeah, so imagine, yeah. <laughs> But he tricks him into it, you know, he wipes him out. But I think it had more impact because you're like, oh, he just killed Martian Manhunter. He just killed Batman. He just killed Wonder Woman. I think it gave it more impact by, you know, by being, you know, just just full face. I don't want to say ripoffs, but, you know, dollar general copies of the the superheroes that we know. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the show is like so many things all at the same time because it is like it's an homage to like your stereotypical superheroes but then it is like not only is it an homage but we're going to put it under the lens of absolute reality at the same time as being science fiction yeah aliens and we got superpowers and we got all this shit but it is like if this stuff really existed like it was real like it wouldn't be like the comics. It wouldn't be where everyone is this happy-go-lucky, you know, lay your hand on the Bible and, you know, American way and all this shit. Like, most superheroes would be fucking assholes. <laughs> like, because yeah. of the horrible shit that they have to put themselves through. Like, well, that and they would be like, oh, and it, what was cool about this show is they're always like, well, another threat's coming. I, I, I think there was one, I don't remember. I apologize, everybody. I don't remember every episode number, but the one where Omni Man goes to take on the uh, the ones who came through the portal, they aged. Oh. Quick. Yeah, yeah, he goes through the portal to their planet and just fucking. So he goes through. He's destroying your planet, and Mark goes home, and he's in a pan. He's in a panic, like I don't know. Dad's gone, and his wife's like, "Ah, he'll be back." Sometimes this happens. Sometimes, yeah. you know. That was. I think that was when, to me, that's when the show changed. Of oh, okay, we're dealing with something different here. Like she didn't, she didn't freak out. She's like, ah, he'll be home for dinner. Like this happens all the time. You know, he's, he saved the earth from another dimension, you know, several times. It's no big deal. And I was like, okay, now we're, now, now we're on to something here. Um, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. It didn't phase me at all. I don't, I think if anything, I didn't even really, by the end of the series, let's put it that way. I didn't even associate him with their older counterparts in the Marvel and DC. I thought they were totally separate. Like, uh, um, Adam Eve, I think is a, is a cool character. 
you know, that, that they did even, I mean, all of them, I think they developed their own thing. They, they weren't caught. I mean, is that machine head? Is that the villain? Yeah. Yeah. That guy was, that was, I love that. That was kick ass, man. Yeah. There's so many, like, there's so much going on in this show. It's, it's no, it's crazy. What, what, what they do so well was like, you meet a character and five minutes later you go like, okay, I know his agenda. I know his backstory. I know his motivation. I know his origin story. And I'm like, I don't even know why. Like I, I have this imagination of machine head. I'm like, I don't know anything about that guy. They, they didn't, they didn't have to hand feed, you know, us guys as especially like people like me and you that um, love these types of stories, obviously love comics. They didn't have to hand feed us like, Oh no, no, you don't get it yet. We have to beat you over the head with it. You know, we have to spend each episode developing a character and then hopefully we get a season two. <laughs> these guys just went in. Yeah. Well, they also trust their like it. it is so impeccably well written and there's so much trust placed in the audience to understand what's going on exactly. and to understand things from context. Yes. Which is a thing that a lot of movie companies in general, TV companies in general and like comic book movie companies in general, they don't give a shit about subtlety or or picking up from context clues or anything it's so in your face yes get it get it get it we have to make this work for yep. every single target audience that we possibly can yep. and that's kind of the great thing about mature content for superhero stuff is that they don't have to pander they don't have to worry about that stuff because they they know their target audience. Yeah. It's everybody above eighteen. Like they they, they get it. Yeah, like they don't have to be like let's dumb this down for the the nine year olds that are watching because nine year olds shouldn't yeah. be watching this. They're not, trying, they're not trying to sell toys. Yeah, yeah. So uh, all right, we'll move on to question two. I promised that we would try to streamline this. Uh, this is too much fun. I knew this would happen. I love it. Um, number two. This is a great question, Josh. Just your question. Should the Guardians of the Globe have been able to beat Omni Man? And I think I know why you bring this up because he would fight somebody individually and take some heat. How was he able to beat all of them at one time? Yeah. Well, especially like that part where the Martian Manhunter guy is wrapped up around him. Yeah. And Wonder Woman Thor lady is beating him in the head with the hammer and, and the immortal who's basically like Superman as well (laughs) is punching him in the face. Like, he did get beat up. I mean, he gets beaten so much that he basically goes into a coma, but it's like he did keep winning. Like every time anything happened, like I don't understand like like what what is the limit of his strength? How strong is he? Like yeah. because I would assume the immortal who can fly and has super strength as well would also be durable, but I mean, he's chopping through them like he's made out of aluminum foil. Like, yeah, why is he so much stronger than him? <laughs> it, it, that there was, yeah, there was no consistency to it. And I've always said this about Spider-Man as far as in the stories. I've always had a problem with what they did with Spider-Man because, and you brought it up on your show today, like, wait a minute, this guy can stop a train, but then he can punch a human and not murder them. And I, they, they, they were inconsistent with these powers. And that's, that's the book that's intentional. Even with Mark, you know, like, oh, Mark can, you know, you can hit him and he can go through buildings and buildings and buildings and he's fine. But then, you know, kind of the, you know, the Luke Cage kind of cat 
can also hit him and inflict damage. Like, wh why does it fluctuate like it does? In my opinion, it feels like the Guardians should have been able to – somebody should have been able to survive. I mean, it's a great scene. That's one of the greatest scenes, like, ever. But it, it's it's not consistent. It's almost like in him and Mark both, Omni-Man and Invincible both have this – when they get a little more angry, almost like the Hulk, um, that they get – tougher stronger uh, i'm not i'm not quite sure wh where they were going with that yeah it's one of those things like there are a lot of i did mention on our show and i feel like it is kind of like unsaid in this but it's similar is like there are a lot of uh like similarities to dragon ball z because like they just get stronger or they just like yeah, when they're angry or like when they're damaged, they or when it's convenient. <laughs> yeah, or when it's con yeah, when the plot calls for it, they'll just summon forth this like power out of nowhere, and it's like, is is that? And it is kind of like a Superman thing as well. It's like, is that just sheer willpower? Like, right? Yeah, I yeah. Most I, I, now I would just call it plot armor, but like, <laughs> what is it actually? From like a a like physiological standpoint like what yeah, causing them to get stronger yeah i thought that yeah right I, I need a little backstory like say something like oh the uh you know our our, our adrenaline is different whatever make up make up something um and it was a great it was a great scene i thought they drug it out as long as they could and i thought there were some question marks but it yeah, just it didn't really bother me because a it's the first episode so it kind of had to happen and b at least he didn't it wasn't like he came out unscathed. Yeah. Like, but, look at Superman fighting the Justice League in Justice League. Like, he kicks the shit out of all of them, and he doesn't even get a scratch on them. Right. But I guess he, here's the biggest question about the show. What what was... Why did he need to have Mark and go through all that when if he could take out the Guardians, you know, in less than 10 minutes... What what was the need to go through all this other stuff on Earth? Who's left? Like now, is that something maybe that's going to come up in the books? You think to where there's more heroes? Like I think it is because you look at what Omni Man does. He does exactly what he's told. Like he yeah. was brainwashed by his people, basically, and raised to to be the most loyal person to his planet that there possibly is. So I think his part of his mission is: you will go to this planet, you will like gain trust that's why he's a superhero he is yeah. up towards he is looked at as a protector of the planet that way when he reveals himself and the agenda and the fact that i'm actually here to bring your planet into our empire people will trust him but then he's also like and this is my son he's also a savior of humanity like he was i think he was told like you will go there you will create a half breed that way you can be like he's one of you and he's okay with this uh, like you know what i mean like, no that makes sense that's actually the best answer i've had yet that's the, this is the only time that it's uh sort of made sense because i'm like i don't understand like as soon as you got there why didn't you just i mean we're humans we're like there there's we don't stand up at all to you but that actually makes a little bit of sense so well i think it is also like this is a universe where there are super powered people right so he's going in solo where they used to go in as an entire army. So they don't know, like they haven't scouted out the, he is, he is the scout for the planet. 
So they don't know yeah. if there's someone there that's stronger than them. No, or right. someone will show up that's stronger than them. So yeah, that actually actually makes a lot of sense. Make your own backup, basically. No, that makes a lot of sense. So number three, <laughs> this this one has bugged me since the, the, I just can't get past this one. So why would a vitramite age like a human for 17 years and then live for thousands? I cannot like it doesn't make any sense how they're like Mark aged as a normal human until he's 17 years old. And then, but now he's going to live for thousands of years. Like his dad just kept bringing that up. Like you're going to live for thousands of years. I'm like, wait a minute. That that's a, it was such an unnatural way to, to live this, this one, I just can't get past. I think this was just like, Nope, this is how we had to do the story. So it made sense for him to be a teenager. Like in theory, he should still be a baby. Yeah. Well, I think it's the fact that their powers don't kick in until they're mature, which like, I would, it's just kind of one of those things like I, I did not expect him to not have powers at all. Like I expected him to have powers from yeah. birth. So when I started the show and he got punched in the face by the bully, I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I was like, his dad's Superman. Like, what is this shit? But yeah, I guess like that's the whole point is to like mature them to like peak physical condition and then their powers kick in and then they're. Once their powers kick in, then that delays it, I guess. But that bothered me the whole time. Like, how old is Omni Man? Like, he has gray hair, right? Like, how fucking old is he? Yeah, <laughs> he's already thousands of years old. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. I just, I just thought it would be weird on, you know, on Vitrum. Like, everybody's born, and then they're like, oh, you know, they'll grow up here in the next five minutes, and then just kind of plateau. It was just a, it was a weird thing to me. That one just kind of stuck in. You know, just kept sticking in the back of my head. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense, but not that it happened. Yeah, I think it's because they've like bred themselves to be so pure. Yeah. That it is like, because that also happens in Dragon Ball Z. They age until they're 18, and then they don't age again until they're in their 80s. Well, so they stay in peak physical condition for their entire life. And also, I mean, it happens, you know, it's not unprecedented. I mean, on Earth, there's a lot of animals that have young that can walk like day two i think elephants come out like literally are born walking yeah deers well, deer like pop out and start walking yeah, like that's an true that's true and then you know huh so i look at it that way that makes, yeah, that I makes think it's just the fact that but i want to know more about that like like what is causing their powers like why does it not trigger until they're 18 like it would make a little more sex, sense if it was like x-men style where it triggered it like puberty or something like that right Right. Uh, not just, you know, randomly yeah. when you're taking the trash out at work. <laughs> yeah, that was what see now in the books, if you read it, like it happens really quick. Like yeah. it's it in equivalence to the TV show, what would have happened like five minutes in. So there's really not much. There's no there's not much. And he's totally aware of it when it happens. It's literally I they really did a better job with that in the TV show as to where they kind of drew it out and put some drama on it. In the book, it's like uh, da, 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 throws the trash. Okay, we're all good now. Like so, yeah. it it actually did a better job with it. So, th- th- this is one of my favorites because just because I love this character so much. Is the immortal actually the best version of Wolverine that we're ever gonna get? The, I mean, the <laughs> way the guy, it's it's he's like Superman, Wolverine. But I mean, the way I mean, even the blue and yellow colors that he wore, he's immortal. 
he all he did was growl and yell at people. He was angry. I know they obviously they couldn't give him claws. There's no way that they're going to get away with that. But he's, you know, even his hair, everything. I love the character, and I know we didn't get much of him until he came back from the dead, which was pretty fucking wild. But I, I don't know. To to me, I think that's 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 the best version of Wolverine that we've had yet. Yeah, yeah he is. He is pretty. He's awesome. I do. I do want more of his backstory because yeah, we see those glimpses when he's being brought back to life, where like he saw like an energy ball or something, and then yeah. like, but he was he was like he wasn't a caveman, but he was like it was a long, long time ago, and now he's like every time he dies, he just eventually comes back to life. Is that why he's called immortal? I assume. Oh yeah, it's a good point. And I just liked his even just even the voice actor. I forget who it was. I'm sure it was a oscar winner but just <laughs> just his yell and his growl and how like, angry like the sound was real first of all the sound was excellent on this show they went all out with the sound like it sounds you know i listened to the first two as i said with uh earbuds in and it just sounded amazing and which really helps with with everything they were trying to do and he was i, I don't know i just love that guy and yet one karate chop and it's just over i'm like what is happening here yeah that's what i mean like why it's like why would he do that like why would if if omni man is that strong why would he even take one punch from that guy that that's that's what i'm saying about the the it, it never made sense like he's got if you're that strong in comparison you have to be fast as well like yeah. And have better reflexes. So, like, if he came at you, like, he should have blocked one punch and cut him in half with a hand. Like, why is he getting punched in the face over and over and again? And then there's finally, like, I've had enough of this. You have <laughs> one karate chop. Yeah, no, there was, there was some that, that was, I mean, honestly, like, if, if you want to nitpick, that is a flaw in the show. Is that never, none of that ever makes any sense. Like, you have these long, drawn out fights, and then it's, you know, the, the snap of the fingers and it's over. But, it is weird. I don't know. I just, uh, I thought of all the ripped off characters. I think that that was really, <laughs> it was really one of my favorites. I'm, I'm here for, I'm here for the immortal shows when I'm saying Amazon. I mean, Bezos, you got plenty that like, you got plenty to throw away on an immortal, you know, run. If even if it's just for me and Josh, like you're good. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like this one. I like this one. This is from Josh. Does the inclusion of the teen team, which is so hard to say, every time they said it, it bothered me in the show. And I know that's on purpose, but the teen team, does the inclusion of the teen team take away from the main story? Um, it didn't It didn't help. Um, I'll assume that it's something that pays off maybe two seasons down the road. But as far as this season, it was – uh, I don't, I don't, it wasn't useless, but it, it kind of like, let's get back to, you know, this story. Cause it really didn't include Mark. No. Yeah. I'm wondering if like, if that's where it goes, then it's like, that'll be cool. Like if he eventually becomes the leader of the guardians of the globe yeah. and they clearly like tease a relationship between Mark and Adam Eve. Um, right. So yeah, it'll be interesting to like, see where it goes. And it, then they're all like, it was all cool shit. Like none of it was bad, but I mean, there are so many characters in the show. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like, if you did take all, a lot of them out, you could tell the main story a lot faster. <laughs> right. Yeah. And there and there were some times, you know, to be honest with you, the whole 
and it's completely different in the book, but the romance between Amber and Mark, like some of that really got a little drug out to me. I'm like, okay, let's, let's move this along. And, you know, I love Zazie Beats, but it just, it never felt like she was in the same show as everybody else. There was something disconnected, almost like she just recorded everything by herself in front of her laptop and sent it in. There was something disconnected about her character and she's great. Um, you know, I have no doubt. I don't think it was her fault, but there was something, there was something weird about that that I never really cared. You know, and if they, if 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 Omni Man would have tore her in half, I'd have been like, okay, we can move on now. <laughs> I just I, I never got about Jason Manzuka's character is he didn't change. I think that's what the problem is with both of them is that neither one of them changed their voice at all. So oh, there they, you go. They just sound like adults, and they're supposed to be teenagers, and it's like. Jason Manzoukas, you're like 45 years old. Like, you can't tell me, you can't come on here and act like you're 17. That's a good point. And the same with her. Like, you're supposed to be in high school, but you sound like your character from Joker, like, or Deadpool. Like, you you sound exactly the same as everything else I've ever heard you in. Like, at least, like, Stephen Yu is, like, older than me, probably. He sounds like a fucking teenager in this show. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. And uh, Manzoukas, he was... He was just at Manzuka's at 10 the entire yeah. show. If I found it kind of obnoxious. Like I, I never kind of distracting. Out. And maybe I it's never got used to it. And I like Jason nope. Manzuka's, but it was like. It never did fit. Like, yes, I get it. You can swear. All right. <laughs> like, but yeah, you're beating it to death a little bit here. Yeah. Like, you can, you can, uh, you can scream. You can over exaggerate uh, again and again and again yeah that was that was probably my least liked character um amber was just kind of um and i just it makes me sad because i love her so much as an actress and i and it was just like and i really felt like it was where she recorded and what she was told to do it was just so weird um i'm sure in a live action she would have blew it away you know what i mean she's she's stunning she's a great actress just something didn't match up there as to where i thought adam eve did a really good job i thought yeah exactly what you said i felt like her character matched oh my god how about her is it her dad or actual dad or stepdad yeah what a piece of shit (laughs) oh yeah that's the dude i don't know if you ever watched the show he was in um oh god damn it what is it? it's on netflix the ranch he played like a dad on the ranch. He played that same character, just oh, an really? asshole dad on the ranch. Uh, yeah. So all I know him from, he's a John Deere salesman that gave Ashton Kutcher a hard time, but um, I thought he did great. I thought that, that right there, that family did like, I felt it like that's, that made sense to me. Um, yeah. I really liked Adam Eve as a character. And it was yeah. one of those things. Like I didn't dislike Amber. The only real part that I didn't like was like, they went back and forth a little too much on. Yeah you're irresponsible. You never show up. And it's like, yeah, we get it. And then when he was like, I'm a fucking superhero. And she was like, yeah, I know. I don't care. And it's like, give him a fucking break. Like what do you want him to do? Like he was a goddamn planet. I mean, he's a junior in high school for God. When I was a junior in high school, like you were, I was lucky if I remember to put my freaking socks on in the morning. She's like, Oh, you weren't here. Like that was all a little, that whole, spider-man relationship that they had going on there i thought was i thought they probably could have changed that a little that that was weird i liked his best friend a lot um i can't remember his name now that he he got way more run in the tv show than he did in the comic uh which once again the comic is is really good but uh i like that character a lot i thought that that actor's really good i I 
apologize. I can't remember his name. Yeah, that episode where they went to college was really good. Yeah, that was really, really cool. I liked about everybody in that. That was one of my favorite episodes, actually. I thought that they they pulled that off. They pulled that off really well. It's just, yeah. So Adam Eve, and another thing that I love that they did with um, that character is, of course, in the book, it was wrote almost 20 years ago. She she didn't wear shorts I and mean, she wore the classic superhero bikini. And I love that they changed it to just shorts. I, I really thought that was like a really nice touch, you know, for she didn't need to be wearing a G string to be a female superhero. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I really liked that they changed that. And I appreciated that um, in the in the show that and I thought that was, I, thought, I just thought that was super cool. Like, you know. Yeah, I like I I really like her character altogether. Like she's such, such a strong character. Yes, not like not even just like physically strong. Like she's just she's written to be yeah. such a powerful female character, and like yep. like with her parents, like her dad's like I don't want you like fuck your superpowers, just be a normal person. She's like I have responsibilities. <laughs> like um, like I understand my role here. I understand like the gifts that I have. Like she's very smart, and she's like and I just. I like the portrayal of her and the whole time I'm just like, why doesn't Mark want to be with this girl? Like she would understand him. Like she has super, like she fucking gets it. (laughs) Yeah. The book, the books are a little different. So they, like I said, they, they strayed from that a little Amber's Amber's different. The books that whole, that whole dynamics a little different. Not that it's worse or, you know, not that it's better or worse. It's just totally different. But yeah, I think I'm sure that they're going to go that direction. Um, yeah, I, I, really, I like her a lot. I thought that scene where they went to Mount Rushmore and fought the dude, like yeah. that dude was pretty cool. That was a good villain. Yeah. Uh, I said, I said, I want to talk about villains. That was a really cool villain. Like with the earthquake gloves and stuff like that. Like, that was just neat. Uh, you know, and he was a mix between the vulture and fucking, I don't even know who else they came up with, but I don't know. I just thought that guy was a neat, like old dude villain. And then he came back at the very end with like lava yes. or something. <laughs> Uh, actually, the villains were great. Let's take a minute to talk about the. Uh, was it the Marauders? Is that what they called the the clones? Yeah, those guys are really cool. I, those I, guys I, were I, badass, I, man. It's yeah, like I, it was so weird that they have like a B storyline throughout the entire season. Like they I, always cut back to them. <laughs> I thought it was so cool. Um, yeah, they didn't get as much play in the book either, but I loved what they did with them. How they interacted with each other as one of them being the clone. And then they explained it. They're like, no, the reason we're so perfect is so we don't know. Like neither one of us know who was here, or who wasn't here. I thought that, I mean, those guys were kind of like, you know, just your random henchmen or whatever. And then, yeah. but yet they were these, they were these super scientists. Uh, and then, then they, you know, in a moment of, you know, uh, in a touching moment, they admitted, well, we don't want to know who's the clone. I was like, what is going on here? Like, <laughs> you let the one killed the other dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it was so great. But then you found yourself not knowing who. I, I mean, as far as developing a couple characters that, like you say, had a, had a B storyline the whole time. I loved those guys. I thought they were fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, that first episode where they invade the the White oh, House. I was I, the whole time I was just expecting something awful to happen to that security guard. And, right. then, and then they showed up. I was like, "Well, this guy's about to, get to turn into goo or something." <laughs> I I I thought that the the bad guys, not necessarily the villains, the bad guys were just awesome in the show. I thought I just um, you know, they they 
got good voice actors like we talked about. They had just these really cool little storylines. The whole robot storyline, like that dude was fucking wild, man. But I liked it. I really, I mean, who could you get better to play the robot than uh, Spock? New Spock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were not, I didn't see that fucking shriveled baby man thing coming at all. What was that about? (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then he's sort of a good guy. It's sort of a good, and then how creepy is it? You know, he made the young version. Like it, it all made so much sense, and it was that that was so cool and so creepy. First of all, I I want to Beast Girl is one of the best imagined characters that I can ever remember. Um, you know, the basically the Hulk of the group, but she gets a little bit younger every time she transforms. So there's a bit of punishment because that's always the thing with the Hulk. You're like, ah, oh, you'd be the Hulk, you're fine. Like they gave it. They gave her a weakness. So she goes back. So she, now she's a, what, 24-year-old trapped in a 13-year-old girl's body. Yeah. Uh, and everything that comes along with that, which gets really, it's a little weird. But I thought I thought her character, I think that's just brilliant. I love that character. Yeah, it's a really cool concept. I, was, I w- would like to see more from her in the future because, like, we don't get a lot of action with her in it. No, and when we do, she gets the shit kicked out of her, and I was like, "Oh, I was really hoping to see like a Hulk beatdown." So I like okay, this great. This show is filled with so much. It was only eight episodes long, but my god, everyone was like, "It's individual movie." When, when um, the uh, we'll call him the I can't remember his name, but essentially the Luke Cage guy, which is another. um, Go ahead and say you can say Mahershala Ali. Right? Yeah, you can say it. So no, fluent. I can't say it. <laughs> yeah, and you so fucking know I can't say it. You were so nervous about saying it. Your show. Like, I don't want to say it. I won't say it. But, um, I'm sorry. I was in his Spider Verse episode. Everybody, go check out that too on uh, Foreigners by Nerds. But um, anyway, that great character. I I I fell for it, dude. I was in. Like, yeah, I, I was totally, pissed when he turned out to be a bad guy. I, 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 like, bought, no. I bought and sold that character, and at the end, when he's like, "All right," I'm like motherfucker like what was with the weird cat dude yeah bad is a bad motherfucker hey this goes to your point man like that dude was every bit of omni man like he destroyed the well the new guardians and destroyed them like it it, it wasn't he said it wasn't even worth his time and he goes back to wherever he's from like he could have gave omni man a run for his money yeah like, I know that there is a fight coming that has battle beast in it that it does. It, he is. That's who it is. Battle Beast. He, yeah, his name is Battle. <laughs> it was kick ass, man. And they basically are like, yeah, he is. He is like the closest thing to like he, a Ultramite. <laughs> he is that dude. So the, the, to go to your point, like you're right. That's why you got to be nervous about these planets because <laughs> fucking Battle Beast might show up yeah. and end you. Like he literally got tired of beating Mark to a pulp and just quit. Because <laughs> it wasn't worth his time. Yeah, because all all he wants to do is have a good fight. So if it's not if it's not challenging, he doesn't yeah. care. <laughs> that was great. I loved how they did uh, Machine Head uh, the, with the T Pain um, voice modulator. <laughs> I thought that was a great touch. Uh, I like that actor too. I don't you know I don't know all these actors. Yeah, so many I can't remember. But he's a really good actor. He was in a uh, a show I watched on USA for a long time. Um, he did a really good job. But uh, I thought I thought I lo- that was one of my favorite episodes. Also, I loved them all, but that was probably in my top, probably my top three. Yeah, I, that was a great episode. Yeah, Mark. Well, it because here's what's funny: your your kids are uh, you know younger than mine. My son's 24 now, and his whole life he's insisted on learning things the hard way. 
And that's essentially what Mark does. It's like, no, dad, I got this. And his dad's like, no, I don't think you ought to do it. And he's like, no, I got this. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to let Battle Beast beat you to a, within an inch of your life. And Mark's like, no, it's a good point, dad. Like, yeah, I'm super interested to see, like, how do their powers work? Like, is that why? Like, clearly he knew Mark wasn't going to die from that, even though he got fucking split he, in half, basically. Yeah. Like, so is it like, because Mark gets the shit kicked out of him a lot. A lot. Is it one of those things, like, in, in Dragon Ball Z, not to keep bringing it up, but every, no, time, no, every time a Saiyan gets beaten close to death <laughs> when they heal they're so much stronger than they were like that's why they're a warrior oh. race is because every time if as long as they don't die they'll come back even stronger and like yeah. is that happening to mark is that what it is because they are basically a warrior race like is every time he heals is he getting stronger the only reason i would say no is because he doesn't say anything about it and if anything, like I felt like in that college episode when he was having trouble with the robot monsters. Yeah, what was that about? I'm like, is it because he was just so injured and he's still healing up? Like, so he's not at a hundred percent? That's right, because he was he had been severely injured. Yeah, he got hit by a bus. Um yeah. By the way, I brought up the IMDb so I can quit being rude to all these actors. Uh this series is an eight point eight on IMDb. You know, to put that in perspective, like a few good men's like 8.5. I just want, that's what everybody know how good this series is. But I, I wanted to, I wanted to, to bring it up so um, I could quit insulting all these wonderful actors that took their time to do the show. But um, let's see what our next question is here. <laughs> okay, this was a funny one. This is, this is, this is an easy one. Uh, where where does Omni Man rank among sitcom dads? Because <laughs> the whole time I could think is like this he's the fucking this, he's the worst sitcom dad ever, or is he? Yeah, that that well the <laughs> the beating he gives Mark in the end of the last episode and the whole train incident. <laughs> but you know, hey, Uncle Uncle Phil wanted to snatch Will up from time to time. I'm not I'm not supporting that. I'm just saying from time to time, Uncle Phil had urges. He threatened Will to say that, yeah, you can't get past that. That at the end, that's some that's some real shit. Like that was I, I tell you what, a scene that got me in all seriousness was when um, like I say, I've already raised a son and we've had not nothing physical, but I mean, we've had serious conversations, disputes. Um, but when Omni Man knocks uh his teeth out, I'm like, what? Like that was one of the best shots of the show as far as to like, okay, this, this, this got, this got really, really real, really, really fucking quick. Like that was like, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, this is, we're dealing with something different here. That was, that shook me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, that whole episode is just nonstop. Oh my God. The second it starts. Credit to the actors for yeah. really selling that um, episode because it, that's tough. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, man, I've, me and my kid have been in, you know, we've had some conversations, but I can't, I, you know, not to get too serious, but I was like, I can't imagine hitting my kid in the face, like yeah. as angry as I've been. And then, you know, I'm saying, you know, I understand that that happens and it's a, it's a tragic thing. And that I'm sure that comic speaks to that, but that's when I was like, Oh, okay. That's, that's a little different. You know what I mean? Then earlier in the show, like, 
like earlier in the show when he did the thing, you know, you remember maybe it was episode two and he hits him in the chest or whatever. And just to show him like, you're not strong yet. That's kind of a dad thing to do. And that's always borderline of like, is that right? Or is it wrong? They kind of went that way. And then by the end it was like, Oh, this is some part of it. He was just an, an abusive little league baseball dad. You know what I mean? If I'm, you know, for being honest, like I, I think that there's probably a lot of people that saw it that way. And I was like, man, that's, that was deep. Yeah. Well that, yeah. I mean, that's all credit to the writing. Cause I love the way Omni-Man is written because you, you see him have these like constant, like he's so programmed. Yeah. And he's so programmed to the point where he looks normal. He seems to act normal ish enough, but then he has these moments where he completely lacks any empathy or humanity. Yeah. And he even like checks himself to be like, Oh yeah. And at first you think it's like some, some of it's like, Oh, he's doing it for real. Like he just kind of forgot or he's getting lost in Mark's training or something. And then at other points you're like, is his remembering it like remembering the fact that he's supposed to be faking it? Like, Oh, I'm supposed to put on this like facade of this kind of character because to fit in around here. But then you get that amazing like flashback sequence when he is beating Mark and then he has the flashback to Mark's little league game. And he's like, he his like wife explains humanity to him and like what being a father is all about and i, I was like holy shit this yeah, is shout out, shout out, yeah shout out to uh sandra O. Oh, by the way uh she killed that role uh she was that her her character is so pivotal in this you know going between the superpowers and the the human and you know that scene was really cool you know yeah there was a that's what i said the show was like every week it didn't it did not have the same path the whole show when the show started it wasn't really about you know father son or whatever and it sounds rude to say that but this is this is very specific to father son relationships i don't i never had a daughter but i don't think it's quite the same um you know i think it kind of just leans in towards you know father son a lot of it as far as like the old school like you know i'm 45 years old 46 years old almost and um you know ray's kind of the whole toughen up and, you know, do this and do that kind of thing. And it was old school versus new school situation as far as how to, how to raise a, a man. And then at the end, Mark kind of prevails, uh, so to speak is like, no, this isn't, you know, I'm not good with this. I'm not backing down. You know, it was, uh, I, I thought it was, I thought it was really cool from that perspective. Well, it is weird too that he he's like, oh, like I see my mistake. I shouldn't have raised you as as a human. But seeing like how for the cause Omni Man is, it is shocking that he did raise Mark as a human. Yeah, like why didn't he just even in secret be like, or just like lie to him so much to be like, like Viltrum is everything. Viltrum's the best. Like. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why, I why can't don't wait to take you there someday? Like, get him so like in love with it that when he reveals this stuff, you do it like gently and just kind of coax him into it. Not, hey, everything I told you is a lie, and now you're gonna do this, or I'm gonna beat you to death. <laughs> yeah. I'll, no. When he says, um, you know, what's 17 years? I'll just, I'll just do it again. I was like, holy shit, man! Punch to the heart. <laughs> yeah, I get. Yeah, I, I have, I have really like. 
I love my dad, but we have we have issues. Oh yeah. And like, and I have I have children. Like so, like as a father and as a son, I'm like watching this whole thing, and I'm like, man, this is fucking emotional. <laughs> no, it was, and it was it was intended to be. Obviously, you know, it wasn't an accident that they wrote it this way. I mean, they, you know, if you watch like you know the. You know, I, I I know maybe the closest is maybe I know Hulk. You know Bruce Banner and his dad have some things, but they never they never lean into it like this kind of you know situation. This is once again I haven't read forward in the books, but this is obviously like that's the intention. Is this is you know, and, and then I think everybody assumed that it was going to come down to just father versus son for the Earth, but it really wasn't. I mean, Omni Man clearly quote unquote won, you know, but then. We don't really know what happened. He had some sort of thought and took off. That's what we know. We don't know, you know what he's thinking or what's next or anything or what changed his mind. We don't know if he it that, you know, and that's on purpose how they left it. But uh yeah, that was crazy. And I thought I think one of the worst parts too, or toughest parts of the the last episode was that uh Mark's mom heard and saw everything. Like, holy shit. Yeah, when he that, called his mom a pet, oh, he was, I love your mom, but like the worst thing. pet, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's one of the, no, that's one of the, the, yeah, that's one of the worst things I've ever, you know, seen in a show. Like, holy shit, you know. Well, but, and then you have his son sitting there, like, basically begging him and being like, no, yeah. I know this is bullshit. Like, I've seen it. Like, you can't fucking tell me I'm wrong. Like, yeah. Know what I'm talking about? I know what I've seen. Like this has been my entire life, and he's just like, this has not been my entire life. This this is nothing to my life. <laughs> yeah, that was now. So, do you think that worse actors don't pull it off? Because I tend to think that you know, if you don't have the right actors for that, it does. I don't think I don't think the impact is there. Especially, let's just be honest. If J.K. Simmons doesn't, he really sold out on that. Yeah, he. I don't. I don't think that uh, I don't think John Hamm can pull that off. Uh, he's a great actor, but I don't think that he has that inflection. You know, yeah, I like John Hamm and all, but yeah, I don't think he has the emotional range for. Something. I don't think so either. Yeah, like I, I don't. I'm, I am not like. Oh yeah, I want to see John Hamm do this. Like, right? Just because he looks the part, I think that might be a mistake. Because yeah, like, I feel like not. other people could look the part if you, yeah, and, and you we'll, mustache give that haircut, like. So I, I don't know who I would want, but <laughs> yeah, and we'll bring it up and we'll bring it up later. But that's yeah, it's kind of one of your points. So I think honestly, he's one of the worst sitcom dads ever. Like oh, yeah. it, it started off fine, but um, he's uh, he's not even Archie Bunker level. He's he's just <laughs> he's a real dick. I mean, he really does become like you don't see both sides of it by the end of it. You know, it's this isn't a Thanos situation to where you're like, oh, I get where he's coming from. By the time it's over, you're like, you're you're totally wrong. Like you're like like I don't know what you vitrovites are up to, but you're fucking a hundred percent wrong. There is no two sides to this story. Um, you need to go away. Yeah, I mean, there kind of is with the point of like, if Earth does go along with it, like it isn't like they're going to be destroyed or enslaved or anything. It's the it, it, but it is the point of if they don't go along with it, they will be completely exterminated. <laughs> no, that was rough when he was trying to prove it to him, like you know, the subway scene. Um, that pilot, I mean, he, I, he, oh Mark, my god, that pilot, and he just fucking no. explodes his head. You knew it was coming, you yeah. knew it was coming. You're like, when he landed behind him, it was just like, oh no, 
well, that's what when I watched that, you know, I text you and I'm like, does he just look at him as we look at bugs or or even mice? Like, you know, you got a mice problem in your house. We just kill them. Like we don't we don't really go in depth of like, oh, what kind of family do they have? What are we breaking up here? It's like I ah, put out the trap and and be done with it. Um, that's how he looks. That's how Omni Man looks at humans. Um, it, it's hard for us as humans, but it's the truth. Yeah, it's kind of he just sees them as like uncivilized, even though like we see ourselves as like the most civilized people in history, like to an advanced race like that. Like we are cavemen, basically. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, there was definitely something. I mean, that's that's intentional, by the way. Um, number seven, since we're talking about how great the actors are, uh, who had the better cast? Uh you just did a Spider Verse episode, which is awesome. Spider Verse or Invincible? Who had the who had the better voice acting cast? I think Invincible, just because there is so many more so people many by yeah. numbers. Just by sheer numbers, it overpowers it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great heavy hitters in in Spider Verse, but oh my god, everybody in Spider Verse Invincible great. has like everyone in Hollywood right now. <laughs> Who's I, and I don't know. I don't know how old the show is. Like, did COVID help? Are they like, hey, who's not doing anything this weekend? <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to make the greatest show ever? And they're like, yeah, I'm in. All yeah, right. well, I think COVID probably did help because it is one it of those things to. that you can you can do this from anywhere. Really, I mean, you can either just drive to a studio near your house and they can send the file, or you could like you could have a studio already in your fucking house. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah. it's not hard, and it's it's. It takes such little time, and you can. And these people get paid so much. <laughs> Speaking of which, can we talk about how good? Uh, I don't know if you're a fan of his. Can we talk about how good Walton Goggins was? Oh yeah, Cecil. Yeah. yeah. I mean, amazing. He plays that so subtle. He nails every scene he's in. Now, that's a guy that you really thought was there with the other actors. Like it really felt when you saw him talking to. He spent a lot of time with uh, Debbie, um, Mark's mom. And you're like, oh, no, it feels like they're in the same room. Like, it feels like they're having this conversation. Uh, I thought he did a fantastic job as a, you know, as an experienced, you know, veteran character actor. People want to call him. Oh, my God. I thought he was great. Yeah, he had great character development, too, because at the beginning, I'm like, yes, yeah, that's a piece of shit. Yeah, this guy's a typical. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's at the uh, end. I'm like, oh, man, he's he's such a great guy. <laughs> yeah, he, I'm, I, at first, you're like, oh, it's Nick Fury. OK, it's Nick Fury. He's going to be an asshole with with a with an agenda. And by the end, you're like, no, this, this guy's um, another great character. I love was the tailor. I thought that was I Mark Hamill. Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, come on. We got Mark Hamill is animated. Uh, I thought that guy was great. I just like how they did it and how he's like, ah, oh, you know, give me some ideas on your suit, um, which is a takeoff from a Marvel character. I can't quite remember his name. I know he wound up having. I think it's Stiltman. Honestly, I think was a guy, yeah. right? Um, but still, I I, I love that character. Um, just and those were the. So I don't even know when um, Omni Man and. Uh, the tailor having the beer on the roof. It's so tense. It's that, so tense. It's so fucking tense. I was like, it's oh, animated and I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm like, what? I, I've just seen 50 people get torn half today on this show. And I'm so nervous that this guy's drinking his beer. It's animated. He's drinking his beer, but I can tell he's nervous. And he's oh. like, yeah, he's like pissing himself. Yeah. How's that even possible? It, yeah. It's really, that was a just, they just kept doing that. Like there's so many scenes like that. Just scene after scene after scene is just, oh my God, it's freaking amazing. Um, you know, Mahershala Ali, 
John Hamm, Seth Rogen is a is not a throwaway, but he's a you know he's a character. Um, cheesy Pete's like Mark Hamill. We talked about um, you know Manzukis. No matter what we think, he's a solid actor. You know, give it he gave it a hundred. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he gave it a hundred, but uh, I think this is a better cast than Spider Verse, even though Spider Verse may be at the top. Might have been, you know, uh, uh, slightly better. There's no, there's no loser. Let's put it that way. Yeah, pretty much. In that situation. So I love this one. Let's get into this guy. Uh, who would you, <laughs> would you watch a Damien Darkblood spinoff? The answer is yes. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> easy, great, easy. Another great actor. Another yeah, great actor. Brand, fucking oh, my, incredible. oh my God, he classic, classic. He's a classic voice actor and regular actor so to speak um that, that character was great because here's what was great about it as soon as you meet him you know his backstory like everybody's like oh this guy's obviously been to hell and back and you know he's, he's he's fighting his way out but now he's now he's on the side of justice uh even the way he talks is great uh yeah it was almost like yoda <laughs> oh yeah don't worry. oh my god he's so great and he figures it out yeah, he's the only one that knows exactly what's going on at yeah, all. He's like, yeah, he's 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 not down for you know. This could be a guy that comes back to screw things up for Omni Man in the future. We we don't know. Is a he was like, no, nah, this is all bullshit. I know exactly what happened, and for some reason, then you know Cecil makes a mistake, sends him back to hell. You know, looking back, he probably should have let it. Go. And what what's here's what's crazy about this? What was the end game? If uh, <laughs> once um. Once he um, proves that Omni Man did it, what what exactly was he gonna do? Was there an Omni Man jail? Like what yeah, was this? I don't know because they did it. They have that weird altercation, and Damian Darkblood is definitely not scared of Omni. Not at all. So it's like, what the fuck is he capable of? <laughs> like, like I I gotta know because I mean he's just like this detective, but he is just like Constantine and Hellboy smushed together. Yeah, there, that's exactly what. It was. Yeah, he didn't even sweat it. He's like, nah. Yeah. He I was like, he, he was basically like, what? Are you, what are you gonna do about it? Like, I'm a fucking demon. <laughs> How great was it that what they added when um when they went in a room, the room would be cold, like they could yeah, see. The could that see was it. dope as shit. That was awesome. Yeah, I was like, that is so freaking cool to do for a character. Like, you didn't have to do that. Yeah, you know, you know I would if they didn't do it, I wouldn't have noticed, but I did notice, and it was awesome. I uh, I love that scene where Omni Man like confronts him. He shows up at his office. Oh, it's great! Just like super tense, but neither one of them is backing down. And then Omni Man's just like, "Go fuck yourself," and leaves. <laughs> and, and, like, and, and think about it: Why wouldn't Omni Man just kill him? Yeah, like, obviously there's you know Dark Blood something. does something. Yep, because Omni Man would have just like, well, "I'll just tear you in half," and we'll just be done with this. Or yeah. like for that matter, why was Omni Man? Why did he hide anything? Why would he hide his? uniform like what did he give a shit like so there's obviously some there's obviously some something bigger than him like because he was he was scared of getting caught yeah i think it is it has to be part of its mission where like he has to like gain the public's trust yeah so if he is then turned out to be a villain and then they won't they're not going to go along with what he says yeah there's there's something bigger out there um obviously or he he would have I don't know, just which is good. I'm here for it. They've already they've already um, said that they're going to make seasons two and three. I'm in. Like, yeah. and take, it'll it'll definitely get picked up for more seasons. 
Yeah. But yeah, I want a, I want a Damien Dark Blood I just, noir show where he's oh my God. Just totally and he can be just him. He can be the only <laughs> only super being in the show. I'm watching. You know what? They make they got what 30 CSIs on now. I'll take Damien. I'll just take the Damien Dark Blood version. Like it's just it's just him. Well, and, this is a this is based on this is an image comic. So it's yes. like give me one where like Damien Dark Blood and Savage Dragon are like buddy cops. Oh, shit. I'm in. There's yeah, I'll take that shit. And I would say right now that they're they're making as many of these shows as they can. Um you know, that it I don't I don't think that I don't think Invincible is going to be the only uh um series that comes out like this. Uh speaking of series, uh number 9. What is it that makes people love this series? And I know we've talked about so many great things, but I mean, is there is there one thing that you see that you're like this is why people love it. I think I think I know what you're where you'll go with it, but I'm curious. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I can. If I'm going down to just one, it's definitely the writing. Yeah, it is so well written. It is so compelling. Like in every every single aspect, even like the least interesting stories that are in it are still like, oh, I got to see where this goes. Yeah, like, you know, I mean, there are so many B and C and D list characters in this, in but eight you episodes about all of them in eight episodes. Um, and I'll piggyback on that. It's it's the writing because they treat us. You said it earlier. They they give the they give the fans some credit. Like let them figure it out. We we not have to, we do not have to beat them over the head with the stuff and the details. We don't have to spend four episodes giving the Omni Man you know origin story like give them credit for being intelligent. They'll figure out like, like we love Damien Darkblood. We know nothing about him. Yeah. We love him. We don't have to, you didn't, I don't, I didn't need 10 minutes. If you tell me, you know, obviously he, you know, you know, uh, whatever got falsely accused and, and sent to hell and then to get out of hell yet. I don't need that. Like, I know that like, like they treat us like adults, um, you know, with the, with the action, with the blood with the swearing, um, but without the sexuality, which I thought was pretty cool since we're dealing with, you know, young people, they could have been, you know, the worse, uh, that, that's my thing. I think they just, they let adults just enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's perfectly written for its demographic and it's not, There you go. nothing is taken away from it because it's animated which I feel like happens a lot. Like, oh, it's cartoon, so we got to make it for kids. And it's like, nah, not all cartoons are for kids. Right. <laughs> like, I see brutal anime in, like, the kids section at Target all the time. And I'm like, you have no fucking idea what this is. You're just putting it there because it's a cartoon. <laughs> so here's a, here's, a, here's a question, 9A. Could this, uh, since you touched on anime, could this possibly be the kind of quote-unquote american version of anime going forward yeah yeah because anime is i mean a lot of anime is very similar i would say this is even more brutal like you don't see a lot of like intestines and shit in anime brutal dramatic storylines um you know just uh consequences uh, a lot of a lot of uh family drama a lot of turmoil i mean it really checks all the boxes yeah, it's like anime with Western storytelling, which is good because, nice. like, well, anime, I, as much as I love it, like, they do shy away from a lot of stuff. Like, they will always, like, tease love stories, but they'll never pay them off. 
or anything like that. Like, and in this, you're actually getting actual relationships and relationship drama and stuff like that. In anime, it's always like the girl's in love with the guy, but he she never tells him. She just fawns over him from a yeah. distance and shit like that. And it's like in this, they're like, no, we're dating, and then we're breaking up, and then we're making out, and all this. Yeah, stuff. yeah. It's regular like this could just be live action. Like it is so well written and so well performed that it's basically live action. It just happens to be a fucking cartoon. And we've, and we've saw this work. I mean, for 25 years, Fox has had, you know, animated, you know, adult shows on primetime television. I mean, dozens of them over 25 years that, that have worked. I mean, people, adults will watch this as, as their, as their entertainment. And it doesn't, it, the animation will be, you know, um, you know, it won't matter, uh, you know. Yeah, so, all the like stigmas are like finally starting to fall. Yeah, which is what gives rise to cool ass shit like this. Exactly, no one's afraid to like the stuff that is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's what I really like about animation is because you can team up. You you don't have to have the perfect actor. You can have J.K. Simmons. Obviously, he can't look like Omni Man does. So it. It's it's hard to and then if you get an actor that looks ex- like we talked about John Hamm, he can't he might not have the same inflection as J.K. Simmons. Well, now when you can combine the two, so now you get these perfect characters. Um, you know, you don't have limitations on, you know, oh, this guy's not tall enough, this guy's not, you know, whatever, this guy's too old, this guy's too young, this this woman's, you know, doesn't fit the part. So now you find the perfect actors, you've already got the characters written, like you know or drawn, you know what they look like, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, which I think is super cool, but it, it really adds to it. Yeah, it is. It is. So it's so it's just like perfectly done. Like 8.5 is not high enough for me. Like it, I, this is a well, fucking 10 for me. <laughs> no, it's great. Well, here's the, let me see what the episodes were here. I had them out here a second ago. They were, it was crazy. The ratings on these episodes on IMDb. Oh, they were all like, the overall is 8.8. 8. Um, let's see here. Episode guide. Here we go. And I know IMDb isn't everything, obviously. But this is how much people liked it. You're talking 9.1, then 8.6, 8.4, 8.0, 9.3. I mean, that is 9.6. It's like, who's stuff like that. Who's like, uh, I don't know. It's missing <laughs> point three. Yeah. Right. <laughs> They're like, I almost gave it a 10, but you know, Amber's hair was screwed up and the, <laughs> which actually, I mean, honestly, the, I uh, probably the most, the most flawed characters, Amber. Um, there was times that even, even the animated version didn't look like she was in the same scene. The, um, you know, Zazie had some issues. So, you know, to nitpick, to nitpick, probably wasn't my favorite character, but I adore her. I don't care. Whatever she does, I'm in. Um, she, she, when I, her being in, her being a domino in Deadpool 2 uh, is, is everything. Uh, yeah, she so, is amazing in that. Oh my God. She, I'm, we're good for life. We're good. And mm-hmm. if you ever watch the show Atlanta, she's perfect in it. So we're good. I, I'm going to, I'm going to let it slide. We'll do something real quick here that I do on my show. Okay, let's do it. 
which is the best of the bad, where we read one-star reviews of great things. Oh, thank you for doing that, man. Yeah, let's do it. You go ahead. Because how the fuck could anybody give this a one-star review? Uh, this one is entitled Pointless. <laughs> it says, the show is just another sad attempt to get viewers by shocking them with a pointless violence. It just shows a lack of creativity or originality. Wait oh, my God. <laughs> how the fuck is that all you saw in this show? You, you apparently watched it on mute while you were on your phone. And you've never watched anything but, um, I don't know, the, the storks. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> you, or you're incredibly jaded and you only watch like murder porn one of those two things i have no idea where you're coming from with that we'll do this one too just because it's short oh oh, no please do it's awesome this is uh this one is called unwatchable (laughs) i tried to watch this show but was quickly uh, deterred by the saudi visual style awful voice acting and horrendous (sighs) dialogue i really it really seems like nobody involved with this project was even trying like you couldn't be more wrong with every single thing that you said. You, what, was it was it signed Bizarro? Was it signed <laughs> sincerely Bizarro? Oh my god! Uh, Jay Chapney. This is from that was from April nineteenth of twenty twenty one. Nineteen out of one hundred nine people found it helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you find that helpful? Well, yeah, I guess we found it helpful. It's so so weird. Well, the, yeah, let's do the one, la- one last one. This is called Absolutely Trash. <laughs> Warning, spoiler alert. I'm sorry, the story was a basic son growing up to be like his dad, and it was so boring. However, it took a dark turn that got so gruesome, my partner and I had to leave the room. Why don't you just shut the fucking TV? <laughs> <laughs> because, why? Well, yeah. Who's, uh, maybe, I guess if they're at, Maybe they were in a room and they somebody invited him over as a watch party. Said we can, we can handle blood, but even it's super uh, gratuitous and unnecessary. It's just awful, even with even for an animated show. <laughs> Fucking people. But how could you get if you get far enough into the show to start seeing blood? Like you've committed. You know what I mean? Like it's. It's, yeah, it's early on. Like you stuck with it. If you're complaining about the blood, yeah. I mean, I mean that. I mean, the end scene of the first episode is not for the faint of heart, but I mean, no. <laughs> which I mean, I'm ser- one of the best scenes in comic book history. Uh, I just comic book it live actor, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Just, just great because nobody he sees it coming. Matters that Batman on the ground, <laughs> dude. Nobody sees it coming. I, you know what? Here's a here's a good touch that I forgot about when they touch on. So I guess this was kind of the Flash character um, in Guardians that we really don't get to know, but they show that little kind of flashback with him and his girlfriend. So they yeah. give you like 30 seconds to get to know this guy before we smash his head in. Like, brilliant. <laughs> because I really cared. When it happened, then I was all of a sudden, I was like, oh, man. Like, wait a minute. Slowly squeezed. Yeah, I've known this guy for 13 seconds, and now like I, I feel so bad. Uh, I mean, that's that's what I said. If you, it's efficient. It's a really efficient storytelling. Um, is, yeah. is, is what's awesome about it. They did not waste any time, even better than I love the boys. 
But I thought this show even squeezed. I thought this show squeezed almost twice as much. Yeah, this is better than the boys. It is. It's better than the boys, and the boys is really good. Yeah. But this this gets so much, so much out of the way. It's just a. It's. Yeah, I think this is the best. It's the best superhero show that I've ever seen. I like, think it is. I really like WandaVision. I really like Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I like the boys. And but I mean, it's better than all of those, and all of those are better than all of the CW stuff. So like yeah. this is. This no, is the I, best thing I've seen yeah. in a long time. So off topic, have you watched um are, are, have you watched any of the what are they calling it? I'm sorry, it's not Lois and Clark, it's uh I think it's Superman uh, and, Lois. and Lois. No, have I haven't. It? I heard it's, it's all right, but I haven't watched it. Pretty good. Yeah. I, like sh- I'll put it this way for for what you're expecting, it's shockingly good. It's it's pretty cool. He's a it's a pretty good Superman. The story is really good, but here's what the problem They've they've somehow got to fill whatever they do in a year twenty some episodes, and that's always the problem. Uh, I don't know why they force themselves to keep trying to do these, you know, nine month long seasons. Like do ten episodes and out. A uh, third season of Dare or is it the second second season of Daredevil? Third season of Daredevil on Netflix was super good when they basically did. Um, oh shoot, the storyline where he not the man without fear, but anyway, that that's really good. Uh, yeah. I would put that up there, but it's nothing compared to this. I think yeah, I really like the first, I like the first season of Jessica Jones. I really like the first two seasons cool. of Daredevil, yeah. but yeah. yeah, this is better. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you know what? The first half season of Luke Cage was great. The, yeah. Until, yeah. I like until, until, uh, until that, guy that, that I can't say his name. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Cottonmouth. Let's yeah, I thought he was going to be the main bad guy, and I was super sad. He was great too. Uh, that show really, that show really took a dive. Man, what a fucking career that guy's having! Right, you went from half a season of Luke Cage to winning two Academy two, Awards. Two, two Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're doing whatever you want. Any yeah, animated, any animated movie you want. That dude never has to. That dude never has to leave his house again. And he's fantastic. He's always oh, great. He's and, great in everything. Yeah. Yeah, I, love so I was so happy when he, he like took off after Luke Cage because it's like I hope yeah. this guy does something. And then now he's doing everything, everything, anything he wants. Yeah, anything he wants. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, all right, number ten, our last question: What could Marvel and DC learn from this adult-centric superhero show like this? Go ahead, man. I don't, unfortunately, I don't think Marvel will ever learn anything from this unless they do, like, because when Fox had some Marvel properties, they did Marvel Knights. So they did, like, mm. I mean, none of the movies were really good, but they did, like, Punisher War Zone, which is all right. And then they did, uh, like, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, which is awful. <laughs> um, but they had, like, a side label for more adult movies. And Marvel has comic series, they have the Marvel Max series, which oh, is. Yeah extremely adult like that is the whole point of it um so it's like why not do that with your movies why not have a separate series where you can do rated r movies like they're making blade movie with that guy <laughs> with, with <laughs> my and uh i don't want to see a pg-13 blade I want to see a rated R blade. Like yep. I don't want vampires if they're not fucking biting people's necks out. <laughs> like, I think blade, I think blade is a great vehicle for this. I, I will say the one that they did, 
the closest to correct was Logan. Uh, that one yeah. blew me away. Like, just go for it. The original yeah. Blade is great. The first oh, Blade yeah. is amazing. Oh, no, they're really good. Yeah. But Wesley Snipes is probably going to be the best Blade we ever get. I just hope everybody recognizes that crazy bastard was made to play Blade. It is true. Nobody's ever going to be better than Wesley. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. I don't care how good. The movies might be way better, but nobody's ever going to be better than that crazy son of a bitch. But I think DC could, like, if DC wants to skew darker and they want to to try to focus on the more mature audience, then fucking lean into it harder like this. Make it real fucking adult. Yeah. But not just blood and guts. You have to put the, like, the only reason the blood and guts work so well in this is because it's so well written. And you care so much about everything and everyone. And yeah. it actually means something. Like, when he goes to save that mother and her daughter and the fucking building still goes down anyways and he comes back up with a fucking stump of an arm in his hand. Yeah. Like, and you see it, like, fuck him up mentally. <laughs> like, you have to have shit like that. You have to. You have to lean into it. You have to be able to resonate with your audience. You can't. It's 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 like nudity in a movie. You can't just have nudity for nudity's sake. It has to matter. Yeah. So you can't have this blood and guts and intestines spilling all over the place. But not and have characters that no one gives a shit about. That's how you get like Zack Snyder did like Sucker Punch. Right. Yeah, have all yeah. these cool visuals and a weird ass storyline with non compelling characters. Then but you gotta cares. care. Yeah. And and then also this show did a great job. Like, I don't know how it's so it's so dark and so many tragic things happen, but yet it's still at the very end, you're still Mark as of now prevailed. It's still uplifting. You know, it never it never became, you know, um depressing or or negative like all these horrible things were happening mark just kept pushing through just kept pushing through um, i think that's kind of what 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 it was about you know what i mean like he didn't succumb to it and feel sorry for himself or whatever it was like no you gotta you gotta keep doing what you can they, they live in a different universe to where these things happen a lot i yeah. mean how many freaking people died when the when the aliens came out? <laughs> just, <laughs> I mean, yeah, just thousands and thousands of people died. You know, so they live in a different universe, you know, as far as that goes, but it never um it never became dark. It was it was almost like this is just how it is. Um you know, almost like you know, if you did something that was really realistic. It would be like a war movie, you know, like, a, like yeah. one of those uh, in the eighties, they made a lot of like gritty Vietnam movies to where, no, this isn't gratuitous violence. This is just what these guys went through. We got to show it to you. That's kind of what invents not to make light of all that, but I'm just saying that's what invincible is getting at is trying to say like, this is their world. This is their life. You know, it's not. Yeah. You know, a lot of the action scenes in this are like saving private Ryan. Yeah. There was a it's, lot of that is like, he, he just, Wants to be a superhero, but he sees it from like what he's seen on the news. Yeah, he's actually experiencing it. It's like holy fuck, yeah, people are dying. You can't save everybody. Like, what the fuck is going on? There was a lot of there was a lot of that to to, to this storyline. I'm trying to. I wonder if they're going to lean into that. Like, it's not it's not everything it's cracked up to be. You know, which is which is easy to do. Anybody in anybody in the real world, whether it's a kid becoming an adult, you're like, oh shit, this is way harder than I thought it was going to be. Or whether it's um, you know, young man or woman, you know, becomes a soldier, they're like, whoa, this is 
this is fucking way different than I saw. Like everything's different, you know, and that's kind of what Mark's dealing with. It's like, whoa, <laughs> the reality of this is not, you know, what I thought it was going to be. And these dads, the old, you know, guy that's been through this and been through that. And he's trying to explain to him like, no, I know you think that I'm wrong, but you're going to see one day. And, and I don't know where the storyline would go. Maybe as well, cause see now the thing is Mark's not going to age now. Like he's stuck at this age for like, yeah. unless they, I guess, I mean, Hey, they can do what they want. An animated show. <laughs> they can be like, Hey, guess what? You're 2000 years old. The next season. I, I have yeah. no idea. Well, yeah. I mean, you're basically like watching desensitization happening. Yeah, like, there you go. These older characters that are, and that's what happens to like veterans and stuff, and and police officers and everything else. Like you have to become desensitized yep. to what you're doing and what is happening, and that's how like Omni Man is. But he is so desensitized to everything that he has no humanity. And Mark yeah. is a kid, basically. So well, he I hadn't thought about the completely desensitized. Like yeah. he is, he is as pure as can be. He's never experienced any brutality yeah. whatsoever. Just like Battle Beast, Battle Beast is so desensitized that he has like a thirst and a yearning to yeah. constantly be in conflict because it affects him in absolutely zero man zero way whatsoever. He needs more and more and more. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot to that. I'm the overwhelming thing about this storyline is I I think that's what it is is you know is you know desensitized, becoming jaded, like overcoming that you know. Um, you know, what matters to you doesn't matter to me kind of thing like this or the, this is all, I know you think it's important now, but it's not kind of situation yeah. that ev that everybody goes through. And it's, it's whether Mark can fight through that or not. Well, it's similar to the walking dead. It's like how much of your humanity do you have to sacrifice to make yes. the hard choices that you need to, to survive or to protect people. And you brought it up in your show at the very end of the season when Mark is like floating in front of his mom. That's where we see that to where he's like, oh, that, you know, okay. And she's like, really? You know, yeah. like you need, I need reminded now that half my, you know. Yeah, my husband just turned out to be a fucking monster. <laughs> yeah. And then now I got to, I got to see it in you, which goes to the whole thing of like, um, you know, you know, a wife recognizing in her child that, you know, maybe she or, or a husband recognizing that maybe a wife or a mother, whoever wasn't who they thought it was. And then when they see it in their child, they're like, oh, man, I forgot. You know, it's it's half of their DNA belongs to them. This could be a struggle, you know, kind of thing that they realize. I thought that, you know, just little things like that that they did the whole time. You're like, oh, my God, like they're just constantly like punching you in the gut in this show. So many layers to it. It's crazy. Yes. Oh, man. The, the world's biggest onion. So, oh man. So, uh, so anyway, man, that was all 10 questions. Uh, that was a freaking blast. I'm glad we, I'm glad we did it that way. Once again, everybody combine this, go to four nerds, buy nerds, listen to their invincible episode, listen to all their episodes, but definitely listen to the invincible episode they did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's really cool. They, they dig into some of the same stuff, but it's not a repeat. That's what I like about this. Um, I, I had a, had a ton of fun doing this. Uh, I think me and Josh have some uh, things coming up in the future that are going to be kind of fun. But uh, this was a lot of fun, man. I I'm glad you came on to do this with me. I had a blast. Fuck yeah, man. This was awesome. I'll come yeah. back anytime. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, uh, for you know, at, you know, you know the drill, man. Tell everybody where they can find you. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, we're the 400s Binance Podcast. We put out new episodes every Monday and Friday. 
we are on Twitter, FMBN Podcast. We are on Facebook and Instagram, FMBN, the number four and the letter U. If you like this awesome T-shirt I'm wearing of our <laughs> logo, our mascot, Fred the Robot, fighting Sub-Zero, you can get that and That's many dope. other designs on our Threadless store, fmbn.threadless.com. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, all you guys are awesome over there, man. You're doing great work. Everybody go listen to them. Check them out. Um, there, there's so much stuff on there. If you like, if you like just just movies in general, they do a lot of non-comic book movies. Uh, some really really fun stuff over there. They do an all you know an awful lot of um, you know comic book related stuff like like I do. So um, yeah, we get lost in the '80s a lot. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's great, man. You guys, you guys do a lot of. Fun. It's always a good time, but you you know you bring a interesting perspective to it and have a lot of fun. You know what I mean? So uh, you know you got to drive to work. You know, click click them on, see what they're up to, uh, and uh, yeah, tell them Jeff sent you. So thanks for being here, everybody. That was invincible. We loved it. Uh, we will we'll see you soon, everybody. Uh, be kind to each other. Have a good week, and uh, thanks for helping. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, buddy.